Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, I spoke with Aaron Wolf, one of the people behind Snowdrift.coop, an up-and-coming crowdfunding platform for open source and free culture projects. My name is Aaron Wolf, and I spend most of my time these days working on this web platform called snowdrift.coop, which is a fundraising and also general community engagement system or platform for projects that are freely licensed as public goods that we can all share over the internet. As a musician, what's your relationship to Creative Commons and free culture? I mean, you said that you started off kind of as a pro-copyright person, and you've kind of changed your approach, and I'm curious. When I started off, I was just totally... Like, uh, I wanted to be a successful musician, and it was just the challenges of the internet age and trying to figure out how does somebody make a living and feeling that it was totally inappropriate for me to support the idea of being a musician by destroying the value that people could have from accessing cultural resources freely. And I really got into it because I went to the public library when I was studying all sorts of different popular music and educational resources as a music teacher. And I realized how great the value of that was, and and even to some degree, how valuable it would be for everybody to be able to go on the internet and sort of access all the world's music. And I couldn't figure out how how to address this fundamental conflict of how do I have a business as a musician, how does the economy of music work in a world in which everything is freely open to everyone. But I couldn't get around the idea that the goal is to destroy the public domain and not have music open to everyone. I got really involved in barbershop harmony and really, really enjoyed the fact that there's a very participatory culture in which everybody shares music together. There's much less of a divide between performer and audience. And I've found that I actually like that more. And I think I wish I lived in a world in which everybody just sort of made music all the time. And I don't really like being in a spectator culture where... A few people make music and everybody sits and listens. Yeah, I think that that's a really important point when you bring up sort of spectator culture. I think a lot of that's driven by advertising and the way that we've approached copyright in a digital age, that it's just sort of like trying to keep everybody's hands off of that content and making it inaccessible, which is why we have projects like the Free Music Archive to kind yeah, of absolutely. shake things up a little. So, so. The, simplest, the simplest way to put it is that Uh, When I talk about the economics and the bigger social issues and sort of my perspective on society, I felt that when I was in a band playing all around the country and people were listening to us in all these different concerts we were doing, it felt to me like there was some tension where all these people in the audience kind of thinking, oh, that's so cool that they're making music. And it just felt very uncomfortable to me. That's when I decided I wanted to focus more on teaching than on performing which has really been what I've focused on for the last uh, decade or so. So tell me specifically about Snowdrift. How does that factor into this philosophy you just shared? The concept behind snowdrift.coop is 
to address this fundamental dilemma, which in a broad sense is the public goods funding dilemma, which is to say if everybody benefits equally once the work is done, we all have music to share or software to use. The technical word is non-rivalrous, which basically means if you use it or share it or modify it, it doesn't have any effect on me. I'm still free to use and share and do whatever with the copy I happen to have. And so anything that meets that type of quality is the sorts of projects we're working on funding. People have struggled to figure out a way to fund the necessary development work that goes into making the work in the first place. Once the work has been done and the results are available, everybody can benefit from the results. So there's a sort of strange lack of incentive for somebody to take on the burden of funding or doing all of the necessary development in the first place uh, when they only get a small return that sort of everybody gets. So there's of course lots of stuff that happens anyway. So lots of people enjoy creating music and they just will even if nobody likes their music. They will still make it because they like making music. But there is a degree to which the best stuff requires a lot of investment, a lot of time. And so right now there's not a good way for people to invest that time because they have to have day jobs or they have to be independently wealthy in order to have time to work on something that doesn't get any funding. And yet there's lots of people who want the work to be done, who do like the music or do care about the software or want the software to be better. So there's an issue of how to coordinate all the people who want the improvements to all work together to support the development. So basically Snowdrift.coop says projects can be listed on the website. Patrons can come and see the projects and say, I want this to succeed, but I need other people to help me to make this work. I won't work if I'm the only one donating. So I'm going to make a pledge that says, I will donate a little bit for every other person who donates with me. So if this month there's a thousand people, I'll donate this month. But if there's 5,000 people next month, I'll say, that's great. Now that we have more people, it's worth five times as much for me to put in more of my share and together we'll make a bigger difference. Are you the only person involved in this project? I get the impression that you're working with a team. So I'm kind of the, the most public face of the project, in part because it's a website and it requires a lot of programming and development and things, and that's not actually my background. Uh, I'm a guitar teacher by trade and have a background in music, and so I am capable of doing things that involve thinking about the ideas and spending time doing interviews well, my main co-founder, David Thomas, uh, is spending his time working on programming. Uh, but we also have a steering committee and a few other people we've contracted with to help. So currently we have a developer out of Moscow who's actually doing a lot of development on the site and a friend of ours who's a, got a lot of background in co-ops helping us structure the idea of running the system in a more democratic way so that it really lives up to the values that we're talking about, which is providing public goods for the world and having everybody involved as much as possible. Uh, so there's a number of people who've been advising us and who support the project on the side. Uh, but David and I and now Nikita uh, are the people most involved. Tell me about the name Snowdrift. I, you know, I've read on your site that it comes from this uh, scenario called the Snowdrift Dilemma, but I don't know if our listeners are familiar with that. Would you like to elaborate? Well, when, when we started this, I wasn't familiar with it, but the similar dilemma that's a little more well-known is called the prisoner's dilemma. And when we first started uh, talking about it, I was saying, oh, well, the concept of this is that by 
having this assurance contract, this matching that says, I want to cooperate, will you cooperate with me? It's addressing this, this type of dilemma. Uh, you know, we're trying to think of names, and David looked up things and said, well, how about the snowdrift dilemma? That's this other variation that people have studied, and it, it leads to slightly more cooperation because of the exact payoffs and the way the game works. So when we came upon the idea that we wanted to run it as a cooperative, and there's a special domain, .coop is not a... It's not one of these newfangled sort of vanity domains. It's actually a, a sponsored top-level domain like .edu or .gov. Uh, so it's available only upon uh, verification that you're a legitimate cooperative organization. And so we thought that's a that's a real signal that matters. You know, we'll run as a co-op, and we can say this is all about cooperation. And so we're clearing the snowdrift together, and that that sort of worked out. And so that's what we've what we've gone with. Why do you think? Or why, in your all's opinion, should open source, free culture, et cetera, type of projects have their own crowdfunding platform? And is it fair to call this a crowdfunding platform to you? It's fair to call it a crowdfunding platform. Most people think of that word, they think of the Kickstarter model and that type of assumption. Uh, the problem with that type of assumption is that you have this expensive uh, investment of making a fancy video and that type of work is valuable and reaches out to people, but it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time away from the main project itself. So what most people think of when they think of crowdfunding is that model. We're trying to orient it so that it minimizes the amount of really intensive marketing work that each project needs to do. We're trying to balance what's realistic in terms of how limited we make the, the scope, so we don't want to have just anything because that's kind of a, uh, there's real value for the patrons and for the projects to know that you can come to a platform and say, I don't have to worry about every detail. Everything here is licensed freely and openly. I can just look at the projects and decide that this is something I care about or I enjoy and support it and not worry about the details. Matching pledges are something that I noticed when reading about how Snowdrift is going to work. And that's not something that's common to other crowdfunding platforms. Uh, why did you choose to use the matching pledge model rather than individual contributions? I mean, I understand that you sort of put a certain amount of money into Snowdrift and then you allocate those funds to the projects that you most want to support. So the proposed system was that uh, at the base level, it's just I will donate a very little bit per other person who donates with me. Uh, at the minimum, I donate a tenth of a cent for each person who's with me. So if there's a thousand other people in the world who will support this project with me, we'll, I'll put in my dollar. And if they're all at the same pledge level, all putting in a dollar, we have a thousand dollars a month. Uh, of course, if there was five thousand people with me, then I'd say, oh, that's great, I'll put in my five dollars. And now we get $25,000 a month, which would be $5 from each of the 5,000 people. That's an interesting model. So what's the next phase for Snowdrift? We need to deal with some legal concerns because it's very complex to run an online cooperative. And there are concerns about our nonprofit status and international issues. So we ran a, are running currently a fund drive at snowdrift.tilt.com. And it's been a success already, although we have further goals we're hoping to still reach. Once we get all those things in place, we'll also be setting up for getting projects listed. And we have some interest already from a lot of projects, partly because there's a very strong open source, free software, 
community existing already and because they seem to be more, I guess, early adopters. Uh, so once we have the sign-up forms and things all working well, we'll be getting a number of different projects listed. There's been a lot of support already. I'm very happy with where things are at. We've got about 500 people who've bothered to register test accounts on the site and a few hundred, uh, about 150 people who've donated to the campaign so far that we're running. Uh, so it looks like there's a lot of interest. I'm optimistic about it, but I also think that we're doing something very ambitious and new and we don't have any illusions that this is somehow going to just be the the ultimate answer to all of our problems. Uh, but we're doing the best we can, and so we really welcome anybody who has thoughts about this. Uh, we really like constructive criticism. Feedback from people who have any interest in any of this is totally welcome. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive, and is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby and can be found at freemusicarchive.org. For more information about Snowdrift, please visit snowdrift.coop.